0: This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. We are now just two weeks into a new government. When did he get sworn in last... Friday-ish? Yeah, like six days, seven days. Uh, But the uh, hysteria and despair alive and well. And no one crying louder right now than the school boards who have been told to step away from the trough. Don't spend any more, they've been told. And uh, the boards have in fact been notified that money they were expecting from the now canceled cap and trade, which added up to about $100 million, is no longer available. Money that was available as of April apparently was supposed to go to repairs on things like windows and mechanics. So naturally the board officials are declaring shock because even though the schools have been crumbling for the last 15 years under the liberal government and the backlog is $15 billion plus province wide, apparently we're supposed to believe the loss of what amounts to pennies from Ford is now crisis. I mean, this was money that was not available ever before, and it came out of cap-and-trade, which, why is cap-and-trade paying for school repairs? So, given the fact that we are so many billions in arrears, I mean, you would think that that would be where the offenses would be, that, that people would be outraged, but no. That you can't have $100 million, which would actually fix nothing. You might get a few new pencil sharpeners. Good luck with that. Let's bring in Doretta Wilson. She's the former executive director of uh, SQE Canada, and she's also an education policy consultant. So she's got a couple of decades of experience on how school boards run and how education runs in Ontario. And she joins me now. Doretta, you know, I would think people would be more offended that $16 billion uh, of of repairs are in backlog over, you know, Doug Ford's cancellation of the cap and trade funding. But such is... The new day of politics here,
1: yeah, I guess it's how this was all has all been reported because this this um, uh, hundred million dollars uh, funding cut really is the cancellation of the cap and trade greenhouse gas reduction fund, as it was called that was announced in April, so this was new money this wasn't any anything that's been around for a long time, and I think the public has to ask themselves oh, how the heck does a fifteen billion dollar backlog get set up. Well, I think I know the answer to that, but uh, I'll leave it to some of your callers later on.
0: Well, I mean, look, under Mike Harris, there was a lot of criticism over crumbling schools. In fact, that is one big issue that the Liberals campaigned on because they were, after all, the education government. That's what they prided themselves on. So when you actually see these numbers, it's quite astonishing that schools in Ontario right across the board haven't gotten better. They've gotten worse that 's true and and, and that 's not across every single board, because I think a lot of boards do
1: a pretty good job of managing their money, but certainly the big boards mm-hmm. like the Toronto board, where there 's never enough money to do what uh, everything that these uh, trustees want to do it 's always been a problem, and most of the money in education funding of course goes towards salaries and benefits because education is a is a person a people delivered service, so there, you know that that makes sense but You have to ask yourself, you know, if all this money went to – we've spent billions of dollars on education. It has increased many times over the past uh, decade um, – 15 years, I should say. And uh, it's – where has that money gone? And if school boards are given the responsibility of managing some of that money for Mm -hmm. capital funding, then their hands are tied often by the – well, they are tied by the collective agreements – that the province usually sets out. So uh, the rest of it is, is how you manage your money and how you allocate capital uh, projects. Well, maybe they need to look at schools that should be closed. maybe you know, And there are schools in the Toronto Board where I know there are fewer than 100 children in them, and maybe they could do a better job of reallocating the, board, the boundaries of schools. And they have to look at all of that. You cannot keep on going the way we've been going and expect the same result. It, it's going to get worse before it gets better.
0: Not to mention, when you look at, pardon me, the bigger boards as far as spending, I mean, we've had examples of the board and how they get things fixed. I mean, if they're not willing to look at their own spending on things like pencil sharpeners, where they know that they've charged it up to two to $300 to, to install a pencil sharpener, which is ludicrous to me, um, you know, they should be, at least now that Doug Ford has been nominated and elected, uh, that they should be getting their affairs in order.
1: Well, I think this is part of the process. I think one of the reasons... I, at the, pro, the province needs to... The new government needs to look at the books, see where they are uh, fiscally, and then make a decision on how they're going to allocate what, what they have going forward. And it's really... The onus is now on the Ministry of Education to look at all the school boards and say, look, you need to be more accountable to the people of this province, to the parents who use your system to make sure that uh, you are allocating the the scarce funds and the precious funds that we have in the most efficient and effective way. And it's been a long time since anyone has forced school boards to do that. Al Rosen uh, did a uh, kind of a forensic audit, not quite the, the real surgical one that needed to be done, way back in 2002 or three, if I if I recall, uh, looking at the three major boards, and the waste that he found yeah. was incredible, and I think it's worse now than it was back then.
0: Right, and so to, to feign outrage at the incoming government that's been on the job for two weeks, to me, seems a little bit backward, um, but nonetheless, it's a hell of a job to fix, and there's no question that efficiencies can be found. But to me, it sounds like those efficiencies can be found right in the middle, not the front lines, but the middle management. No,
1: no. And, and you don't need, you know, you don't want to have teachers being out of pocket for um, like, sort of like nickel and dime right. items, I call them. They shouldn't be. But obviously, they're not expected to pay for uh Replacing carpeting or painting walls or that sort of thing, but that—that's the school board's job. After collective agreements, then the next job is—is is busing, those kinds of services and programming and and capital projects. So that, this is where what really needs to be looked at, and it's really about time some of the big boards started taking seriously a lot of what they have what a lot of their assets and what needs what can be disposed of and what can be reallocated to other boards as well because sometimes other boards that are growing may need those assets so it's it's very hasn't been done For decades,
0: right, but but that means overturning and and, uh, coming up with a new funding formula because the funding formula and and the unions also don't like the funding formula. But that's the main problem, isn't it, in education in Ontario?
1: Well, I think so. And it would be so much easier if we just said, here's uh, how how much uh, per child you get this, and leave it, in some cases, up to individual schools to decide. Maybe it, they, uh, a school can afford to replace the windows if, uh, if necessary, rather than go through every level of red tape and all the bureaucracy that they have to go through. Maybe they can do that if, if that, well, we don't need um, uh, you know, the schoolyard repair or the parking lot repaved, so we can put our money into doing it. Let the schools make those decisions. Give them a little bit more flexibility in and having some more discretionary spending on some of their budgets. Alberta does this, and they have school managers. They don't, I mean, the principal does not do this. They have a business person that does this, and it works pretty well.
0: Well, we'll see. we'll see where they go with this. I mean, uh, Lisa Thompson just got in uh, as the Minister of Education, but, you know, she's also got a couple of other things on her plate, including revamping the sex ed curriculum, which a lot of people are saying, uh, you know, has been torn apart, which it has not. It's now going into a consultation phase, which was not done, That's despite right. the, right. the rhetoric that it was under the Liberals. The problem is they only went to one or two parents per school. So she's yeah, going to go pretty, to wide consultation. Yeah,
1: it was a pretty selective uh, consultation, I, I, I would say. From what I know of the, of the process, it was, it was very selective. And I think a lot of parents were upset that uh, they didn't have a voice, and uh, they felt it was in a, inappropriate in some areas, but not, not all, but in some areas. So I, I think right now we're, we're, you know, it's the, lear- the learning curve stage. So... Every ministry has to get up to speed really quickly, and education is certainly not uh, one that is, is, is a big one, and it's going to take, I mean, it took a long time to get where we are, and it's going to take a long time to fix, fix things.
0: Yeah, it's incredible how quickly people want this all done. The critics want it done, and uh, and those who voted him in want it done. But then they criticize when it's not done quickly enough. But uh, it is a mountain to climb. You
1: can't please everybody all the
0: time. That's, that's the Or truth. if you're Doug Ford, you can't please anyone ever. Oh, that's true. That's it. Uh, Doretta, thanks for the insight. Appreciate you're,
1: it. You're welcome.
0: That's Doretta Wilson joining us tonight.